This episode of Hundy Camp Down Under is brought to you by Ridgeline. Ridgeline have just released their new performance range, featuring brand new styles and high performance fabrics for winter 2020. One of the highlights is the new Ascent Jacket for men and women. The new Ascent Soft Shell Jacket is designed for use as a performance layering piece and has been rigorously tested in the South Island of New Zealand. The new Ridgeline performance range features a new Realtree Escape camouflage print. It fits into the environment you hunt in and the colours appear to adapt to the terrain. All the new gear is available in Australia and New Zealand and for your local stockist, check out the website www.ridgelineclothing.com.au This episode is proudly brought to you by Zeiss Optics. The legendary Zeiss binoculars are founded on exceptional optical performance, outstanding ergonomics and robust construction. Zeiss innovations have constantly expanded the limits of what's technically possible. Generations of hunters and shooters swear by their Zeiss binoculars, being heirloom quality products that are passed down from generation to generation, together with the stories that came with them. Experience the Zeiss Victory SF, the most versatile premium binoculars in the company's 165-year history. Find your local stockist at www.osaustralia.com.au. With the crazy world we live in today, many of us seek the adventure of the unknown. Join us everyday Aussies from all walks of life share stories from men and women of all hunting camps. From tips and techniques to the emotional rollercoaster ride of fulfilling a lifelong dream, there is a story to be told by all. Welcome to Hunting Camp Down Under. I think we're good now. Alive. Live, live from the mountain. We're not live. <laughs> we're live. No, we're live. Re- recorded Recording live. live. We are sitting quite high. It's Sunday afternoon, about I don't know, three o'clock. Yep. We've got fallow deer below us, but they're safe for now. A lot of kangaroos. A lot of kangaroos. And not enough pigs. No. <laughs> Plenty of grass. It's probably the best I've ever seen this block look, to be honest with you. Yeah, it's it's um, annoying actually how good this <laughs> this ridge country looks. There should be pigs crawling all over it, but so we got, got up here yesterday. Nothing. Uh, we seen some little fellas yesterday afternoon, this afternoon. Came in. and then we went back and. Caught up with the property owner, he had some... We heard, we saw them, like, scrapping and thought that we were on to more boars. Like, yeah, well, I think there was a couple of little fellas just having a little play. It's always hard when they're so far away. And the grass, you don't know if it's long grass or short grass, you can't tell how big they are. But it turned out they were just little, little pigs having little them. Little Lots of slips around though, lots of suckers. Then we went up and stayed at the cabin with the owner and had a feed with him and a few beers. And he came back, he went to make a phone call on top of the mountain and he came back down and said he heard pigs squealing and Mm. fighting. That got our ears pricked. We weren't even planning to hunt the side side. with the cabin on it. Nah. We're going to get up in the dark and head to the other side of the property. Then we went to bed at about 
don't know, whatever it was. Wasn't that late. And then, uh, what was it, 2.30 you got up for piss? 2.30 went over, drained the main vein. And they were going to town, which we thought, you know, it sounded that loud, it could have been just below the cabin. But oh, Yeah, I thought it was nothing, so I'm, I thought it was pigs, but I'm like, ah, oh, it might just be a random event. But then they woke me up, woke me up <laughs> at like 20 past three, wide awake. Just we had a pretty good moon last wheeling. night too. So they went from about, the last I heard them was about four o'clock. And yep. then we're up at five. And they were down downhill from us. Yep. So they're clear clear line of sight from where they were. We're looking over it now. I don't know. Half a cave maybe. Okay. But that, it was that quiet, crystal clear night that the sound was just carrying Yeah, it on. sounded like that was right below us. Yeah, I was waiting for them to run us over the shed. On. It was pretty cool. It was a bit like in the rut when you camp out somewhere. And the, the bucks are croaking. They keep you awake because you're too excited. <laughs> but we couldn't do much with the dark. We could, we couldn't. We got up at five and then we just <laughs> hung Lord, around Lord for half for an hour bit. because we just excited. were too close to them. And but where we where we had to go to was as the thermals were dropping. We had to, so we we actually stuck to a, the main road, main the driveway, road to the house driveway. Yeah. So we stayed in the bottom because he comes up the bottom of the gully. So we had thermals up our butt, and then uh, we hadn't heard them. And then we, we picked a ridge that we thought that we, we, we thought Yeah, we didn't hear be. them the whole walk down. So we weren't, we weren't sure where they were. Mm. But then it turned out that we, uh, we, we only went up one ridge too, too soon. So they, they ended up making a little bit of a noise. And so we popped over and uh, took our time. Was a little bit worried because the sun was really starting to make some light. And, uh, yeah, we had we had a bit we had thermals in a slight crosswind, which was yeah, working for us. us. We were coming up below them. Yeah, you always worry about the wind and stuff. We couldn't see them. Still mm. couldn't see them. The roofs are starting to move, mate. Yeah. Um, still couldn't see them, and then we end up getting on the right ridge, making a little bit more noise, and then turned out well, about 50 yards from them. Yeah. Not only a little slight depression, but it turned out a sow or two sows were batted up with piglets, and then there was one ball. Who was, doing was making his best. all the right noise? Yeah, doing his best to give her absolute hassling. If you look and, on, we'll uh, save it onto the. Um, yeah, we on Instagram on the honey camp down one. Instagram feed. I'll save it to the stories on the the feed if you want to see this go down. But anyway, I think we got into what 18 yards, something like. That. Have to be. Have to be there. Well, sort of thought it might have been a bigger fella there, but anyway, he was making all the noise. It turned out that he was harassing the south that didn't want to be harassed and. It was pretty cool. He was going nuts, chasing around. Oh, he, he was, was all bristled it. up. He was loving it. Grunt, he was just a young, but man, healthy. On. Yeah, fat. He's a, he's a 70. He'd been on a good tucker. 70 plus kilo pig but young. for something that's so young. But anyway, he won't be making any more noise now. No. He got one through the ribs. Didn't and last long. No. But it was a good, good way to start the day. Yeah. It was a good, good opener. We um, put a couple of little piglets back to bed. <laughs> Put a little grass back over top yeah, and kept them warm. Pull the things a bit cold. Much to the dislike of the farmer, they were sitting there. They were there shivering. Well, they were so. they were shivering these little bacon seeds. Yeah, they must have been all of a day old, I reckon. They were, yeah. There's a couple there that didn't make it through the night. Like through, they got a bit cold, I think. But anyway, yeah. And then we pushed on and walked. Yeah, we're kind of like looking, we're kind of looking back over then. to where we went, and yeah, we covered a lot of country. But it was a side of the property that I'd, I'd never really checked out. It's always been a, 
obviously the last couple of years has been pretty hard, like drought. Desert. And, yeah, it did. It looked like a side of a, a desert on an angle, I guess you could say. Moonscape. Yeah. Um, so yeah, but it turned out that the farmer had sort of thrown a bit of seed and that around once they, they pulled some, pushed some deadfall up with a bulldozer in. There was sunflower and what was that other thing? I had seven different varieties of yeah. like a tuberous thing, like a, a um, eggplant, not an eggplant. No, Beetroot? No. Nah. He had oh, one of them things. Oh, if you things. know, call in and tell us. One of them things, it's got a big ass root on it. Uh, radish. Radish, yeah, and it's anyway, massive. It's like going to town on the roots of these things, so they'll just like, like take big long. chunks out of them. Yeah, he said you can eat them. Yeah, he said he eats them. No, yeah. I'm, yeah. Not, I'm not that hard up. Nah, the pig would have been good eating, but yeah, we just weren't ready to butcher him. He so was we sort of prime. We pushed on and thought we'd we, we're plenty of tracks. Like in you know, there was a lot of those. We followed a boar for k's, really. Yeah, we reckon he he was down there hassling that that younger boy you shot. He had to cut. Pretty him. sure he had to cut up his ribs. We're pretty sure the so. tusk, tusk. And then we followed tracks up the ridgeline further, and then we lost him. And then we found what we thought was again, and then we lost him, and then we found mm. him again, and followed him all the way up and over a saddle into the neighbour's place. Which we're looking at it from here. It's probably two or three k's. Yeah, it's a fair way across. Um, but then by that time it was sort of you know mid morning, and uh, yeah, we really just probably pushed on that far just to. See what it was about, and what the country was like, and how it's accessible, and when you're going to bash yourself up doing it. Where the water it turned is. out it was pretty good. Um, yeah, mad the water for I saw a couple of bucks this morning. Well, didn't expect around, which I'm surprised because the choppers have been through here. And they weren't batched up. They were with a couple of girls. Not to say that they're doing anything, but no, that's who they chose to have company with. And this afternoon we decided to climb a mountain from the bottom. Hmm. Can't get anywhere. We in the couldn't get. <laughs> too wet. Just spinning. A couple of occasions wet. were pretty close calls to sliding off the track. But we're still going to get out yet. Yeah. Well, oh, we'll be right. We'll be right. The sun's been on the spot. Hopefully, so it's all downhill. But well, it was. Um, what's interesting yeah. is the amount of like sort of good ball sign. There's tracks sort of going anywhere. It makes me mm. think that they're either just doing the rounds and there's nothing quite on, or. There's. A, it's close though because. The, these pigs were carrying on up here, and he was the young, the real young bull yesterday was hassling. And then last night, the farmer heard a mob. Yeah, scream. right. Told they, when they different. did the phone call, they heard them screaming. So. And then, then we had a different mob Crossed screaming and carrying on again. So it's real close to the good time. Well, you know, usually we say sort of July, early July, once it gets real cold, really, it seems to turn some of the sows on. But I think it's. Got a lot to do with the conditions and that at the moment. Like it's probably the best these New South Wales ranges have probably looked so for years really. But yeah. there's a big shortage of numbers. Like we're we're in areas where it's good to be a farmer right now. There's no ferals. There's no ferals. Plenty and of feed. You just can't afford can't cattle. Afford cattle. <laughs> can't afford to stock it. So it's interesting times. It's um, you're trying to stay positive. Like you're you're in country, you make the effort, and you're trying to make them appear but I think everything is just you know talking to a few boys and your, yeah, well, your country as well I had a camera it. up for four weeks and the first time I've ever put a camera up and not got a pig on it yeah yeah so I think between drought you know control like you know the drought and the chopper have just put them in yeah way back in their numbers 
So I think it, you know, it's probably going to be a little bit tough on the on the hunting side of things as far as numbers goes. I'm sure there's places where people will argue that, but for I what we've seen, I found a good one last week. You find good people last week. How do you survive? You're smart. You're old. You've seen a few. Some pretty, He's probably seen a few choppers. Staying in some pretty gnarly country, that boy. He knew what he was doing. Out of the way of doggers and out of the way of choppers. What's that down there? Where those deer were? There's a black wallaroo down there. Oh, don't worry, man. It's just a bush. Now yeah, we're looking through the binos. We've got one two, three ridges in front of us, all covered in clover and phalaris and not a whole lot of weeds, to be honest. That's pretty That's good. It's actually pretty clean. There's dams in every valley. It's like prime time. We saw a good buck yesterday, good white buck for Craig. He just did the by himself and he just, just vanished. vanished. You couldn't miss him on the side of the hill, gleaming white. And then it was gone, but What's funny is there's so much feed over here, but most of the pig sign that we've seen has been on the dry side of the country. And the deer. There's heaps the of deer, deer in deer that shitty country. I think it's got to be a roughage thing. Yeah, it might be too rich for them at the moment. Kangaroos just... don't have a problem. They're everywhere. We'll be lucky to be able to walk anywhere without scaring a kangaroo. That would be the next challenge, trying to stalk something. <laughs> so we'll sit here. What's that? It's, I think it's just after three, so we'll... Probably sit here till five. Yeah, probably an hour and a half or so, and then start to make our way back down to the Ute. Yeah, we've got a sort of we've got a couple options. If we've got a bit of country, we can, or we've got a lot of country we can see over, but a lot of country that we can access quickly. Um, a few areas that I've seen pigs before. Not that, that means anything because we found pigs that I've never been to this morning. So throwing everything out the window at the moment. But I was pretty happy to shoot that pig this morning. He wasn't oh, it all played thing, out really well. Just all came together and... They can't part, always all be old bastards. My hunts are few and far between at the moment, so I'll take what I can get. Yeah. No, it's been good seeing higher deer numbers, considering the chopper's been here. Mm. That helps as well come April next year. Well, it gives you a bit more confidence to get in the block and sort of spend a bit of time here too, get a few more cameras up and suss it out, because... I've had pretty sort of tough sort of run here the last couple of years, but same thing, it's been that dry. Yeah, if you, um, you see, you like sort of, I've got a couple of places I hunt and could hunt during the rut, but I like to focus on one, like my best block, but you'd probably have the same, but you've got to travel a long way to hunt, so mm. you're going to get some cameras up and confirm, and what we've seen now, doe-wise, it's going to be worth you that's, putting all that's, your effort into this block. That's the best Not thing. Not wasting I mean, any time the, anywhere else. Yeah, I, I've never sort of, yeah, this year I didn't see the does, whether they'd moved on and now they've come back or or I wasn't in the right part of the property. And, you know, it's quite, there's a lot of country here that they can disappear to. There's horses. Found about bloody 15 horses. horses so I'm sure <laughs> owner doesn't them. have any horses. Yeah, owner definitely doesn't here, but they're here. Yeah. So at the moment there's no cattle on here, so, you know, Every bit of sign and that we're seeing is it's all kangaroos it's ferals. or ferals, so. No wombats. I haven't, we haven't seen any wombats. No doubt in drought too, I reckon. Just a scund echidna. We're finding most of it on the mostly on the sunny faces is where you find most of the animals. Um, we walked up a sort of shady side gully yesterday afternoon and it was cold. It was pretty wet and cold in there. Slippery. 
Yeah, they pine house. But mostly everything we're finding, you know, all a lot these of these cool frosty is, mornings. They, they're all, yeah, they're all in the sun. I mean, those ones this morning, they were. They'll camp at one of the spots that gets the first rays of sunlight. Yep. So we're, we're sort of been suspecting that we'd, you know, probably find pigs bedded up. Yeah, if the numbers were here, we'd find them sort of bedded up in a sunny spot under a tree. And But we yet to do that, yeah. But, but there's no real, there's no need for them to travel. Like they've, they've literally got feed two steps away and there's water in every single gully, every tank. Um, I suppose it's a challenge in one way that, you know, usually you can hit a food source or something like that. You can concentrate your efforts on a food source or a water source. But when it's in good season, it's... Uh, they just go wherever they harvest, feel like it. Which we didn't know about that, the radish and the sunflower stuff over there. So we've, we've worked out that, you know, that's, I guess that's not the normal, that having that. So it's an added extra to their diet, hence why they were in there. Um, and then there's a, what do you call it, cereal rye. Cereal rice. No, it was rye. Oh, rye, was it? Yeah. And uh, there's a crop of that down below us. And, you know, now we can sort of work out, okay, well, that's where a lot of those trails are coming from. We found some pretty shit with it, obviously, the ball. It's got a lot of grain in it. So, yeah, it's trying to place the puzzle stuff, down, and then we'll come in another couple of weeks and we'll tip it all over and yeah, they got start no again. stock. It's planted all this stuff for. Yeah, you can't afford to buy stock. They've got no stock because it's, it's frustrating for him. It's Five dollars a kilo to purchase them. Oh, so what's the go now, Craig? You can't go to America. No. COVID's ruined it probably for a lot COVID's of people. Everything. Hit us with New Zealand straight up. Fuck COVID. <laughs> Thankfully. Lucky we can still travel here. So you can't, yeah, you've got no hope of getting your tickets back for America, for the States. No. Alaska Fishing Game didn't want to know me. Didn't want to know me. So apparently, because their season technically is going ahead over there, it was my bad luck that I couldn't get there, even on a special circumstance, which I think most other states' authorities would probably be a little bit more open, but Alaska seemed to have their own book of rules. Whatever state does have their book of rules, but... Alaska so what was the shit. deal with that tag? Is it, a, is it a lotto tag or a points tag? Yeah, so it's a lotto tag. It's, um, you know, I can go straight back into it next year. I just can't apply for the same tag. Yeah, so it's not like you've just, you've, you can, they'd, they'd give you points because you can't make it because of mm -hmm. coronavirus. Like some states would say if you drew a tag, they'd just they'd take the tag back. You can hand it back in and get points. Yeah, some ta some, you sometimes you, yeah, they're, they're, all, they're all a little bit different, but m nine times out of 10, there's some option to, Either get your money back and forfeit points, or or both, um, or get points back and still pay your fee. There's there's numerous ones, but Alaska is purely just a um, just a lotto hat. You know, just put your name in the hat, and they um, you know there's a couple of ways that you can increase your odds, but for the most part, you got your name in the hat, and um, you know it's just the luck of the draw. So you know there's areas in that that your outfitter in that that can help you out. Um, you don't have to draw tags in Alaska, but it definitely saves you a lot of money if you do draw the tag, because you're not paying for, I guess, paying permission to shoot an animal. So you're really just doing your guide fee. Um, There's a lot of logistics involved, so it's it's not cheap, don't worry. But, um, you know, it's pretty full on. You, you got planes and boats and everything like that involved. That's once you get there, so. Did you have your flights booked? No. No, just waiting. It was like, well, luckily, NZ, they, um, they sort of come good and offered us our blocks for next year. I don't yeah, know if good. they did it in Fiordland. I, I didn't hear the end of that, but I know that the, the ballot blocks on the West Coast, we got offered to take our blocks again next year. So 
I can't really see what's happening in the future because I'm not psychic. I've got to be honest, man. That's but not I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if we'll get even get over there then. Like I'll have to roll my aeroplane ticket credit over and go again. Yeah, it's sort of put old. a stall on it, like we're talking about. Everyone sort of hung out for it and really? waiting and waiting and waiting and nothing just happened. Bit of limbo land. I mean, you know, I've got to be honest, you know, America's probably not a place I want to travel to at the moment anyway, but... Nah, the Black Lives Matter have been bloody rallies every, every It's sort of hard to, you know, get your head around that. So it's sort of, it's a little bit of, you know, unrest in a lot of these major cities that you're flying into and, you what know, just the whole... white horse and a black horse... But you find and a brown horse. Spot me pigs, I don't want to spot horses. Horses taste better, apparently. This full disclosure, we do not know what they taste like, but... And we do not know whose horses they are. We don't actually know who owns them. But we'll tell you what they taste like and who owns them, if you encourage us. <laughs> yeah, no, it's been a whirlwind. Been a wild year, but it gives you the chance to do stuff like you're doing now. You get that little bit had more time i don't know a lot of people can't get out i feel sorry for the guys who are who mm-hmm. got stuck and not able to go to the hunting blocks fortunately for me it's worked the other way um well, my you guys family's been home a lot more and i victoria's sort of getting a little more. bit harder done by by some stupid people but yeah know, time will come mate it'll, you know it'll open back up it's funny they did all that they pulled all that gun bullshit violence type of crap where they banned sales and and then this time, yeah, it's like uh, that didn't work. Thankfully, no. our, whoever did it, whichever departments, I know in New South Wales the Shooters and Fishers stepped in, I think, when, when they tried to shut them down. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it was a good effort. And then Victoria's the same, and they haven't tried that again, all that crap. But um, so it's, a, it's, a, it's hard. Like, well, I can't imagine because I don't have to... Well, I think what's hard is that, you know, every, every which way everybody looks is, you know, we're, we're none, of us, none of us use this, you know, this is all new. So I think we've got to have patience and let the people that make decisions and see how they work and go from there. It's a good reflection for in the future, like to, if you're like in the future, if you reflect back on this and think this is a real good judge for what, what priorities you have in your hunting and in in life and if hunting means that much to you now when people say sign a petition or email your local member don't fuck around do it because it's times like this that oh yeah it'll be right i can do that i can do that 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 it becomes a problem it um you you start to appreciate the the little freedoms we still have with things and i know that it changes oh it's changed a heap of people's perception on um, on those freedoms, thank God. There's a lot I of people. My like, work, my work's sort of been exactly that. Like we got shut down. No, when I say shut down, we elected to close the doors, uh, real estate office. You know, back pretty much first of April. Um, I think it was a good three to four weeks, and then we slowly opened back up, or however you want to sort of call what we did. And then. Uh, you know, I think we've been absolutely flat stick the last six to eight weeks. You know, it's absolutely crazy. It's actually hard to keep up with. And I think everybody just wants to be comfortable, <coughs> excuse me, and have their little nest egg. And mm, I don't know, they're just sort of, everyone's wanting to There's the old food, a little bit sort of. The old food shortage sprouted a heap of memes. Everyone was going out, oh, yeah, I hunt, I don't have to <laughs> go to the shopping centre to buy meat. 
But I think, yeah, I think people just sort of realise that, you know, obviously accessibility for work and that's a bit easy now. There's a lot of people going online and work from home and all this kind of stuff, especially a lot of the corporate stuff. So I've seen a big shift in that and I don't know whether it'll ever go back. I don't know whether it'll go back to the whole no. corporate office space and all this kind of thing. I think it's a... I think people work out cheaper to have their employees at home if they're still functional. If they're not as... as you can probably functional. find it's probably happier. Some will, unless they've got kids. <laughs> yeah, well, bit, you know, sometimes you get to work and get away from it, don't you? But yeah, it's uh, a lot. Even people on we're talking to this property owner here, you've got to realise, is it is it great to, like if you're a hunter and you enjoy the city and you enjoy going down the beach and having your cappuccinos, but you really hate not hunting. Like, is it worth a, a, a million dollar mortgage to live in Never. Sydney to do all that? Or you could go and buy a block of land. Yeah. And breathe the clean, fresh air and hunt all you like. Beach is not going anywhere. That's what I was saying. It's a few hours drive away. That's, that'd be me. Depend, it just comes depends what your priorities are, I guess. But it is a bit of a... Yeah, I'm an opposite. I haven't, had, I haven't missed out on any work. And I get to see my family more. Well, we had a silver lining. I mean, I, had, yeah. I was home for a few weeks with the kids. So it was, you know... Oh, yeah, my kids were home from school. Yeah, like, I don't know. I weren't learning. <laughs> I don't know, but before then, I don't know whether I'd had three days at home in a row. I think they just learned how much their parents drink and swear. They did drink a lot. Didn't train. A Doesn't lot. show at all. <laughs> <laughs> Craig's struggling up these hills. I got to get back into it. Uh, well, it's been hard. I mean, when Alaska, you know, Alaska was a big driver for training and fitness and stuff like that because you know you can't go there half done. Yeah, I and wonder how many people. I kind of knew that that you know. More or less knew that, that wasn't going to happen. You know, it's a yeah. You lose a lot of motivation. It's a it's a bit of a head fuck to be honest with you. Where's the um? How's the uh, things like the kafari going with all this? Has it slowed things down? No, well, I mean, I think a lot of guys probably trying to put themselves out of the misery and you know keep involved in hunting, even though you probably couldn't do it. So you know, upgrading a bit of gear and um, it's sort of. You know, obviously, because we're so new, I probably don't have a lot to compare to either, but, you know, um, it it's hasn't been consistent. It's, it's consistent. No, I mean, the hard thing that we've had is, you know, probably the Kafari National, their, their manufacturing, which is in Colorado, that's been hit hard by this COVID for, for you know, all the I different think that's reasons. all of them, yeah. There's heaps of companies. And what's happening is now, stuff. so I put an order in for our stock, and partly that is back orders, but by the time it gets to me, all that's sold. You know, that's yeah, great, yeah. a great problem to have, but the issue is you that then on the I'm another eight weeks behind. Yeah. And it's difficult too, because I, I do have a minimal order amount, so I, I can't just go and order, you know, two bags. I, I've, got, I've got to spend... And you, and you can't, there's a, there's a range there. It's not predictable at what people no. are going to purchase, I mean, you so got, you can't pre-purchase. You've got five colours of every product for the, for the yeah. most part. Um, you know, I've got to spend, you know, several thousand dollars before I, US, before I can actually get an order in. Yeah. Um, so I can't minimal order. So no, that's, no, that's what, don't so anything. as much as you, you know, the customer orders something today, you know, I actually may not order that for several weeks, but the thing is, you're not going to any, you know, it doesn't come any quicker direct because this is direct. Yeah. Um, and then we get looked after with, you know, shipping and all that kind of stuff, you know, and it makes it a lot more affordable, but. It's been interesting times. It's it's been a, I think anyone in business, especially if you're dealing with any kind of import, 
Um, oh, for know, work, I just it, can't get stuff. No. Like, Anything coming out of Europe is pretty much a no hope. Like that's that's not even happening. We've probably been lucky; we haven't been affected that way. And and stocks, there's shortages of stocks. I don't know. People were talking about not as in gun stocks, but people were short, talking about ammunition shortages. Yeah, yeah. Because so, everyone went and bought up. Yeah, you know, especially. You know, certain countries and and the, the manufacturing of it, they don't have the, the same. The manufacturing are missing the staff, so they're well, so Kifaru, yeah, to give you a background on that. So this is generally the bu- the busier time as it's going into their hunting season, which yeah. is starting. Yeah, most of the September. state starts with in the next ten days. You know, mid August is generally the start, and then it really starts going in September. They, you know, they always anticipate a a busy, you know, busy. You can sales, never get your stuff out, but of, they, out of they, during that period. They sold triple. And they've actually got, they've actually removed products from the ability to actually order on their website because they can't, especially their software. They can't fill the orders. They can't fill the orders. So they've actually Holy taken smokes. them off. Yeah. Um, which makes it hard for us because, you know, they're obviously products that everyone wants here too, but I actually, you know, I actually can't get them. So. Makes it easier um, for you though. You don't have to buy them. Yeah, it's just, you know, obviously the website only come out. Okay, it went live Friday night, but, you know, it was a little bit disappointing. They didn't have more stock to be able to have available on that, but. That's the way. It, I'm just excited. I've got a website, to be honest with you. Yeah. So it'll take a lot of pressure off me because everything was Do very automatic hands-on. ordering. Yeah, it was very hands-on for me. And you know, when you work full-time, three kids, and still try and do things for yourself, it, it it gets challenging. But and so you you've also you've bumped off the got rid of the the tags thing. So I've been yeah, so we just, um, it's not happening anymore. It's in the process of, um, and I'll let everybody know what's happening. Um, you'll be all looked after, so there's no stress. Um, but um, so you, you, you'll clients. see emails, but yeah, yeah I won't no be taking new, on any new clients. So no the guys that are already with me are fine. They'll be, they'll be sorted. But yeah, for, for, for now, yeah, I'll be moving on the tags part. Um, I, I don't know how you have time to do anything with all this. Well, I said, I said it last night. I do a lot and don't do anything well. So. <laughs> But um, that's how things don't go well. Yep. You start taking on too much and doing. No, I just fast. I've just got to prioritise a few things, mate. And um, yeah, I take things. You know, it was good. It was I enjoy it. But you know, when you obviously when you start putting a business um, model on something like that, it can take the fun away pretty quick. And you know, and, it, and it's hard too because there's a lot of people who are going to inject money into that. You know, and it's sort of hard to. People I, that one off, so you got I, to really I take look a lot on people. too. You know, I, I want everybody to, which is why it started. You know, I want everyone to have the best information they can. But you know, I'll, it's limited on how much I can get as well. So, but uh, what was that? I don't know. We just heard a noise. For anyone that's wondering, something's coming crashing down behind us here. That's probably where our wind's going. I don't even check the wind. It's probably a good idea when you're glassing to check which way the wind's going. It could be going straight down the ridge in front of us. We just sat down and started talking. Lost two little wallabies going to town at each other. Like they half roll down the hill. Yeah, yeah no, are... times are busy, so it's yeah. uh, which is a good thing, especially coming out of you know, no one knew what was going to happen, and you know, yeah. Everyone's sort of getting their teeth and making making sure that it doesn't go backwards. So, mm. not having a clue where to go. Yeah, not, not knowing. There'd be plenty of people out there with oh. casual jobs. They got no jobs. They got no idea. Like very where very to tough. Go. You know, like you do worry a little bit once the government stuff sort of eases up. You know, especially with more main work. You know, um, you know, there's a lot of incentives out there now, which is really boosting things. But 
it does worry me. With that's that's you know it's injections from the government. Someone's got to pay that. So that does. Yeah. Yeah, it's always a little bit worrying, but I mean they've only they can only do what they can, and we'll make the most of it while we can. Yeah, make the most of the the, the time you have, the extra time, like we said, more time with the family, get a bit more time in hunting. New South Wales is pretty good at the moment because we can sort of yeah we're pretty lucky travel anywhere at the moment. Queensland's the same, like Maddie, we're open at the there. moment. Yeah, Maddie's up in the, Maddie's up and. They're allowed, they're still kicking on. I think they've had a little bit of worry. I mean, it's, all, it's a day-by-day day thing, I suppose, but I've seen you've had But they filled them within, like, that 12 hours, they were full. I mean, we're always sort of, you know, we're all, there's a few lads I've been talking to, you know, organising buff trips and all that, and it's all a little bit day-by-day, day, you know, just to where you can go and where you can't and things like that. But Yeah, make sure you... A lot of the outfitters, are, you know, if you can travel and you do want to do something... Probably talk to a few of the outfitters now because they've had a lot of cancellations. Yep, I know in New Zealand they were America. talking. New Zealand, they're going to have to. It's not. I don't think they. I don't know what they do whether they have to kill them themselves or not. But there's a lot of stags that that are purchased for the the season or or and bred oh. up or the ex velvet farm like the big ones. Yeah. And um, yeah, not, there's a surplus and something. That, I forget. I forget. I shouldn't even brought it up because I forgot all the details I'm <laughs> going to mention, but there's an issue there with the volumes, like for the for the penned hunts so much, not the wild stuff that makes no difference at all. But I know that you'd probably get they're going to get allocations up north of the the buffalo and stuff like that, where yeah. they'd have tags or cull numbers and whatever else, and there's a minimum. You don't know what agreement they've got with the landholders, so it can't hurt to ring them up. And some guys base that entire six-month income um, off their guiding season, and, and it's not happening at the moment. Not saying that you go and ask them to give you a free one, but it, yeah, but if you it may been, not hurt just thinking to about doing see, it, I mean, see if it's worth it. Yeah, it's, now's the time. One, you won't have any grey nomads on the road <laughs> when you're driving up there. Well, two, I mean, you, you're going to hunt. You're going to hunt untouched, unpressured animals. Unpressured animals, no one's been there all year. Yeah, the chances of finding those bigger bulls is going to be better, or scrub bulls, or bantang. Like, it, it is a good time. You know American hunters, or international hunters, because of COVID, so now would be the time to chase a couple of outfitters and go and put some money in some Aussie I pockets. guess we're trying to be positive of a shit situation. And get a little bit more hunting in while we can. I didn't think of it that fully. Like it's a, it is the, the best time. If you're going to do it, it would be a very I'd good time to do it. it. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. I'm just glassing at the same time. If I sound like a yokey. Glassing. The only thing, it's not real wintry weather at the moment either where we are. It is hot. We have like literally one layer on. I was sweating my balls off. And we're today. coming up. Oh, we punched up some pretty steep stuff here before, and oh, steep yeah. struggle street. It was hot. Yeah, too hot for this wing. Like we're hoping to keep. Yeah. I think it would have been too hot for the pigs to lay in the sun today. Yeah, just if they were even here. Those birds have got to stop making that noise. It sounds like screaming pigs. Anyway, ah. You've still been getting out of it though, you've been like... I get out every week, yeah. I've got to keep fit. I've got a desk job now. <laughs> so, 
I'll make sure I get out. I've had, I've had a few goats, actually, a couple of good goats, and I got onto a 35 the other day. Pretty sure it would have gone 35, but it was one of them freak days we had. I walked, it was the same day I got that big big boar and I got another goat. I shot this this billy who was chasing a nanny and it was nailing her, like smashing her, just hitting the head button her and everything, jamming her in against the trees and I felt sorry for her. And she ran straight to me. Like they say goats are easy, they are sometimes. And then I just shot this goat from like a metre and a half just, <laughs> just so she could have a rest. Leave her alone. It was, uh, and yeah, he shot him and he went straight between two trees and snapped me arrow and half. Wasn't worth it. <laughs> but then I got onto that ball that I consider once in a lifetime for me that kind of beast of the and mountain. And the curve. With the recurve, so I was very happy with myself. I didn't miss, which is pretty unusual for me. You are. <laughs> At least when I miss, they don't run away. But yeah, I shot him, I smoked him, and he just didn't even do anything. He just sort of waddled off, like, real slow. And I just gave him his time and ended up dropping, so that was good. And then I went there, yeah, I found this good 35-inch goat, and it was a southerly, and so I'm, I was on the, the it was a northern-facing property on the range, so the southerly was coming up, up in the range. So then I'd, like I said, I walked in in the dark to get up there, so it's about... I don't know, actually, it's probably three and a half k's to the back of the property. I do about eight to 11 k's when I do a big loop. Um, and I park at the front and walk. There's tracks, but yeah, there's no use driving up there. They'll hear you coming. So yeah, walked up and all the, there was deer, there was bucks and these goats and pigs all sheltered in the top of the basin where the southerly wind had come over. So I hadn't hunted it in the southerly. It was a good learning experience but it got up to where I thought they would be, but yeah, in quite a protected, um, it was good to the, the roaring southerly protected me by scent and, and the sound as well. I could stalk through a bit more noisily. <laughs> but yeah, it's not every day bucks um, ruin a stalk on a goat. People say, you must be crazy. Maybe <laughs> 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 you shoot the deer, but yeah, there's only a few left on that place that could hit by the chopper and a few other things, so. In the whole area, pretty much, there's not many. So you find a good old goat now is a bit hard. But yeah, I actually bumped another big pig not long after that when I was on the phone to someone at work. It was I, I don't see them that often. It was a I saw a couple of little ones there, but no, nothing decent. Yeah. Funny, yeah, you see the big boars like after all the pressure, and you see them big boars where you don't normally see them. Yeah. Oh, they're always there, but they're just nocturnal. I think the weather kept him out that day. Yeah, it's pretty stoked. I still hit him again, even though he's on the ground. I didn't want to go and touch him. He was too big to wrestle. <laughs> and the hill was way too steep. <laughs> if I, if he got the better of me, we would have rolled. All after I put the second arrow with him, he, he did his death kicks and rolled 20 metres down and snapped. And well, he, was trouble. he was in trouble, man. Yeah. Bit like that fellow the day. He ran for about 30 metres and then did the old cartwheel. Oh, yeah. He, he didn't want to eat. He wanted to go up there. He was trying to get away. But it's been good. No, I don't. I, I, I've had a good run with with finding animals. So well, I had a pretty shit run out west with the goats. <laughs> I broke a lot of arrows. I missed a hell of a lot of of animals out there. Um, we stalked in on a big mob of bedded pigs out there. I, I still just one of them had their eye open while they were bedded <laughs> watching me. I reckon. Watched me get all the way into 10 metres. Watched just spooked all them deer off that ridge. 
probably our wind. Does every other time. They're all turned around looking up the hill. Oh, excuse me. Now we're just looking to see what speed there's deer. Ruse, deer. Same but different. I don't know, I can't see. Can't see anything. False alarm. Ah, all right. Well, then luckily there's a big boar coming out of the ridge. You guys that'd be, have to wait. That'd be awesome. We'd have to cut you off, probably down and cut you off. We're a bit worn out. It's, it's hard to be <laughs> have a proactive conversation when we've been talking for the last day and a half. Um, and now we're sitting up here. No, we're just totally trying to talk to us when we're in the moment a little bit more, I guess. This is pretty visible. Kangaroos up in front of us. Yeah, what are they? Ten minutes. Birds. This is it's low flies. Good. We had a real good yarn. We thought it so we had property owner was there, which obviously I know pretty well, and then there was a couple of builders from Newcastle. Newcastle, I think it was. Oh, and they're doing architecture. Anyway, there was the three of us in the cabin. You know, it's a flat it's not a cabin. It's a flash one bedroom house. Yep. But uh, yeah, we had a big feed. Tay bought some deer out, so we cooked up some backstrap and we, roast we ended up showing venison. them. We ended up showing them Toby's video. Yes. And we showed one of your video from Smithy's and Jerry's, the one I did in New Mexico, and they were interested. Uh, they as well were, they they were into it. So, and then we filmed the shot of this pig this morning. And property owners like, oh, can you send me that? Yeah, right. On. They were interested. The property owners. He's so we don't really get to you know a lot of the time you don't really get to spend that much time and explain how yeah, how it all works how hard we are and how yeah, hardcore we go why we do stupid things like talking about mountains. thermals and wind and picking the but he was very intrigued the and older animals and from a not from two or three non-hunter perspectives of oh they wanted more videos yeah at the end yeah, yeah. It they were loving it about 10 30 at night so we well they they went to bed first we would have kept going yeah it was just cool to see the the reaction to to non-hunters that were open-minded enough to yeah yeah because funny I was thinking about to watch it you know I was thinking like, about that the other day because I had these cats at my parents' place these tom cats <laughs> they're going nuts and one of them's weighed down by lead and um I was, the wife's like don't tell the kids at school that your your dad's shooting cats because. They're not somebody's cats. These are these are Toms. These are wild. Okay. They live in the shed and they piss Kill all over everything. all the stuff in the shed. Um, and I'm like, think why not? Why not just normalise it? We have to normalise that stuff. What are they going to do? Have a cry? Say he's a cat killer? I don't care. But um, thinking of of moving forward with your your next generation after this change in perspective with Corona, we can't we can't hide that stuff from. Kids, what do your kids say at school? Yeah, your, your eldest, does he ever say, oh, we yeah. went hunting? Yeah, doesn't discourage Yeah, well, we're, we're right where I shot the deer with my two eldest boys, and he went straight back to school and said, oh, yeah, I went hunting with my dad on the weekend and shot a deer with a gun. And his teacher... Did someone get corrected? Was it yours or someone else's? No, nah, mine. To someone. It's yeah, yours. The teacher said, oh, you can't talk about that thing at school. Yeah, they might have got a little bit of a conversation from me. Yeah, we've got to make it normal. Let your kids talk about it There's as if it's nothing. nothing wrong with it. it was, we took it for meat. I showed them how to butcher it up. It was clean. It was a quick kill. We've got to, we've got to come out of this. We've had a bit of a perspective swing in the, the... Well, not really. There's still a heap of retarded lefties out there <laughs> swinging their uh, 
Well, I think in a respectful way as well, like not a redneck way. Yeah, yeah, like, don't be redneck about it, but we can't keep on going and I think did what we did last it. night, like we picked, you know, and... We like, picked adventure, like, we, we just picked, hit we the picked, Yeah, we picked a, like, it was a New Zealand film and a New Mexico film, very, you know, Just saying how pushed, you, and, yeah, you push in the effort. You know, they involved, were, yeah. the three of them never looked up from that computer screen. No. For and 40 cool. minutes. Yeah. And I think that's a way to project of our lifestyle and what we do and I think you just gotta you know we don't go and sling and throw a, a head of a deer up on his front lawn and go hey look what I got like just be yeah. a little bit more respectful about it and I think we'll get a lot I think we'll I think go a lot you need, we need to educate not edu well, educate you educate but you need to make your kids or other other people's kids talk about hunting differently well, speak about hunting. it differently outdoors speak, camping yeah. fishing yeah, everything it doesn't just really matter what it is. It needs like, to be spoken about in a different style of language so that all the retards understand it. We talked about actually we spoke about the owner, um, you know, just with Airbnbs and yeah, cottages about and just wildlife, just being out. There you know, just like, being out and about, and you know, we said people pay massive money for something that we do as fun. Yeah, like we just take. Because he, he had a big job. He doesn't work. Like he's, he's just up here renovating, but he's he was just out here just doing his thing and. 5,000 acres. And then he come out here and he's like, I just, the first few weeks he, after he owned it, he just like, just sat here and just yeah. lapped We'd come up. up for a week at a time and literally sit on his old shearing shed, which is now not a shearing shed, it's a house, but he would sit there for a week with his architect and just soak it in. Just yeah. do absolutely nothing. He'd leave some cattle here for a while and then it got dry. He had his own, he actually got, he got a hundred head through, through the drought actually, credit to him, and then he sold them for pretty big money. Now he can't. He's got nothing to eat his grass. Know, but at the same time, he, he done well. So, and yeah, he's not he here all the time too. You know, if he was here, look, he's a, you know he's got corporate jobs and he's meant to be in America you, as we speak. He come so. up for two weeks at a time or a week at a time and renovate. Mm. But yeah, so you know, a man of that stature, and here we are teaching him what we do, and and he was just Tated, in totally awe. different look at it. Yeah, yeah. And I was thinking, I don't. He I knew think, what he knew what hunting was. He was like, oh, oh yeah, no, he, he drives around with it. Drives around the gun and shoots for. But he'd think that other, whatever, others but. are similar to that or there's a different way about it. and mm. it's There's still that kind of hunting, but it's just control. But, but excuse me. It was kind of a cool conversation. Yeah. It was a good night. It was, it was it good was to have someone that listened and was interested in... And asked questions. Yeah, yeah, in, in the whys and the hows. And we didn't even touch on backpack hunting. <laughs> so, I it, think then they would have really just shook their head and you like, you yeah. idiots. Yeah. <laughs> Oh no, New Zealand, Alaska—they give them a pretty good perspective yeah, of what we're yeah. what we're up to. But no, I, I try to teach. I try to make my kids seem it's normal, and try to put it in, and try for them to use a, the most mediocre language, like a, like just non-impact. Well, I think just I mean talk about it casually. Out out we, it's not a topic or a subject at home. It's just normal. Yeah, it's not a needs to become normal it doesn't again. doesn't come across as something that no one else does like yeah. they think it's normal we've got we got to stop we got to stop changing the minds trying to change the minds of people who you can't teach an old changed. you can't teach an old dog new tricks mm -hmm. so we got to teach we got to get our kids to convert the next generation before they even get impressions from elsewhere like incorrect impressions yeah it's a it's a good time to just bugger anyone over the age of 40 unless you're having a close conversation like mm -hmm. it's not worth the argument unless they're, they're quite civil and understanding don't even bother just let's hit them from <laughs> hit them from below the belt 
and corrupt their kids instead <laughs> and get our kids our kids making sure that their next generation think it's completely normal as well and it's cool and and it's and it's the way to do things and it's all all the flash bang organic whatever outdoorsy healthy we've got to be careful with the meat thing though you got to what we've got to be careful about the meat thing yeah, we can't. You can't push, you can't, you can't push meat if, no, if you don't ever take any meat. Yeah. yeah, if you don't ever take any meat home, you can't push don't the call meat. Don't Because if someone says, I, I'll tell, I'm going to tell the story right now. I was here on this block, and I bought a guy in last year. He's a police, local police officer. Uh, never shot a never shot a deer, so I came in here. I knew where they'd be. We drive up to the ridge. I mean, he's shooting a, a 308 or something, and he shouldn't have missed like he did, but he did. He would have been pretty safe to run away from him if he'd done something wrong. <laughs> but we got in here and lined him up, and it was a bit of a rush shot. Like, it wasn't great. He didn't have a great rest or anything like that. It was getting dark. And anyway, there's a there's three does and a buck. Not a great buck, but there's a buck there. And it was his first year, so I didn't I didn't tell him which one to shoot or anything like that. I said, you know, we set him up. So go for it, mate. And was, I don't know, it was 180 yards or something like that. It was a pretty bad light. Anyway, he's. He's shot and scared me pigs away that were fighting, so I was devastated. But and he, he missed. He shot, and I said, "Which one to shoot at?" Sure, I shot at the buck. So well, it ran in a separate direction. But um, you know, we'll come back in the morning. I'm gonna have a bit of a look and see if you know it won't go far with what you're shooting. Anyway, so we walked off the hill. We went up to the cabin. We lit the fire and we're sitting there. We're just doing what we're doing now, just talking absolute rubble and I said oh you know what made you get into hunting he said oh I just I love the meat side of things I said oh that's cool I couldn't help myself and I said so why'd you shoot the buck then and he's like what do you mean and I said well if you're right in the meat thing he said I said one of those young does right in front of him probably would have been the one I would have shot he goes oh no I just seen the antlers and went to shoot it yeah so I said see it's not about all about the meat it's the combination of the two yeah is you can't it? help but see the trophy, the trophy of it, yeah. and utilize the trophy at the same time. That's so just, I don't want to get into that because it's very political. But just be very, very careful. The states have really pushed themselves in the corner with, with you know the meat hunting side of things. But then you got guys. If you want a meat hunt, just go and shoot a cow elk. Yeah. Why do you have to go and shoot a big bull? Yeah. Yeah. I hunt for trophies because I want to. I want to try and find the oldest thing I can on the mountain. I want to find a big fella. Oh, I'll yeah. go this morning. I'll shoot. I'll shoot what I. But you'll happy with that. I'll like shoot what I want to shoot. You I, I don't. I don't need to make an excuse, and everybody knows that. Meets the trophy, but yeah. I'm not. Hey, that actually, that pig this morning probably would have ate that pretty good. That pig. Well, we said that from the start. That pig. If I was into butchering pigs and I had room, too much work. Which I'm not. I just don't feel like it. That pig was the best eating pig I think I've seen in the last five years. It was. It just didn't have tusk Like good. it was. It was a young pig, but yeah. it was a. It was a solid seven. Oh, if uh, Jared Subject Hunting was here, I'd, here you go, buddy, go and sort that out for us. Because I I'll always eat deer. Like, every deer I shoot, I take meat off. Yeah, meat I, I mean, I always but, just grab the back straps and that. Like, that rooster I shot the other week, like, I grabbed his back straps and his lines, and yeah. that's well, what that, I did. That venison we ate last night yeah. was the old buck from the right. Like, it was beautiful, mate. Yeah, it was I don't know, that's, what was that seasoning? Well, that wasn't on the venison. That was only salt and pepper. Oh, was it? Yeah, I only had salt and pepper on the venison. Oh, it tastes it's the really only good. way to eat it. <laughs> if you're going to eat deer meat and you want it to taste like deer... <laughs> I don't know. Sometimes I eat meat and I throw a heap of shit in it. Just go, oh, yeah, I always do it. Steak. Steak, I get sick. It's cheap steaks. So I do that. <laughs> I think that's funny. I'm not having a shot at anyone, but I am having a shot at all of you. 
Yeah, I shot this thing. Oh, it's great. And then they grind the entire thing up into fucking mints. Yeah, I'd probably. It's like, oh yeah, you love eating venison. I do that so many kids eat it. You grind up the whole thing into mints. So like, you have to. Some of it's so game. There's gamey cuts on every meat of every animal. Well, actually, there's gamey cuts. Josh, I just bought some samba mints up the other week. It was good. I I gave it to Kyle and the kids, and Kyle said, "I said, how'd you enjoy your venison?" It's like what? And they didn't know because it's so beef. No idea. Yeah. yeah, it was so beef like it was yeah. it's absolutely beautiful. Yeah. And a goat like Oh but they do the whole lot. People people do the whole lot, they don't keep the good they keep Yeah. The, I mean the, I, like, I couldn't cutlets put, off a nice deer I, can cut Yeah, I probably couldn't go and put it like a backstrap in mints. Like I couldn't do that. No, no. no. Or the oh, the lions. Doesn't yeah, matter what, yeah, what doesn't matter what animal it is. No. Anyway. Oh, and if you think no, we're I'm rambling <laughs> if you think we're rambling, this is just a day hunting with us. We talk some shit. Oh, yeah. Be a few people's ears burning today. <laughs> <laughs> well, we keep that to ourselves. We don't have to have a, a social media opinion. <laughs> Just talking politics is the hairdressers. We need to stop putting so how many people just on went, social media. How many people just went, are they talking about me? Nah, none of them. None of them. talking about anyone. We've actually been talking about buying properties like this and how we can work out how we can that, get a million actually, dollars. That has actually come up in conversation a few times today. Yeah. How can we buy one of these? Yeah. I don't have that answer, I'm sorry guys. You're going to buy a lottery ticket one day and then I'll buy one the next and we'll just continue like that keep, and yeah, keep, keep in denial. By the time we finish, box. we probably could have bought one. Yeah. Jesus got cold now that the sun's Yeah, I'd away. like the sun to come back. It'd be nice actually, but it's getting down behind me. This is about the time that deer came out, so. From finding his white buck, it was pretty impressive. I reckon that's that fellow that was chasing you right in the right same spot. He was a good deer, he was a 220 odd deer last week, last year, I should say. I didn't see anything on this, this year, this year's rut, but there wasn't. I think it was just all over the shop. I don't, I think mm. the deer might have moved out, trying to chase some feed there in the last year, or they could have been on the other side where we've seen them all this morning and I didn't go over there. Yeah. You get defeated pretty quick when you don't see anything walking around the hills for a couple yeah, of days. Yeah, it sucks. No it. noise, no grunt, no roars. It sucks when you hunt a block that's really hard to hunt. Like yeah, this is like. not easy. This is a pretty steep, gnarly kind of block. You can I'm, see a lot from where we are, but it takes a lot of effort to get here. I reckon I um, did all my time as a kid with the 22, 4,000 trips to the back block to never see anything. Because yeah. everyone had shot the roos and the rabbits and we didn't have anything else until the deer came along later in life. We're still learning. I've been here a few years and I don't get here a lot. But what we do, sort of go away with something new every day. Mm, it's good it's enough. It's, it, it's still an adventure every time you come out. There's a lot There's a lot of country here that we probably never touch. There's yeah. some gnarly dry stuff too, which I don't know. You would think there'd nothing be in that, but... There would be. I'll be proven wrong one day, I reckon. That's a bit too... I'm going to start... We're going to have to move to the sun. In. I'm going to have to make a move down... Well, not that it matters. We'll just put more clothing on. That could help. Otherwise, we'll jump over on the Instagram. We'll save the story to it. Yeah. Shouldn't be too far back by the time this comes back up. I think it won't be that long. It'll all be there. It'll be there. Save it to the favourites. If you don't Instagram, hopefully, hopefully we haven't bo bored you with our rambling. 
We just thought we might as well just record, press record while we're going. Have a chat. See what comes out. Yeah. We're talking about talk or? See what comes out. Mm. What? We're talking about, are we still talking about talking or? Oh, we're talking about talking, mm. yeah. We don't talk about talking anymore. And we'll hey, see, Heads see up. you next time. Heads up, keep your head chin up. It's tough times, but we're all going through the same thing. So help each other out. Say good day, mate. Thank you for listening to the Hunty Campdown on a podcast. If you would like any information from today's show, please don't hesitate to contact us on huntycampdownunder at gmail.com or simply hit us up on any of our social media outlets on Instagram or Facebook. Be sure to join us next week for another awesome episode and we look forward to sharing another story from Hunty Camp Down Under. Bye for now.